to the Icon Church podcast. Icon Church is one church in five locations. Our vision is human flourishing. We pray that this podcast helps you to flourish in life. For any more information about Icon Church, log on to our website at www.icon.church. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Morning, everybody. How you all doing? Just got to say, you guys sounded amazing this morning. Absolutely fantastic. You know, God inhabits the praises of his people. And there's real potential here today. There's real atmosphere of worship, a real atmosphere that God's going to do something amazing today. Do you believe that, church? Yes, yeah, great. So if you're, if you're new here today, I just want to say welcome. You know, Jane gave you a huge welcome. We say welcome home. Uh, we really believe this is a place that you could call your home. And we hope that you feel uh, at home with us. And, you know, we have a saying that you belong before you believe. And we just really want to welcome you today. So let's welcome our guests here today. So for those of you who don't know me, my name's Dave. Uh, I'm one of the leaders here at Icon Church, and uh, I love to serve here in the church. Uh, we serve on worship team, and I also um, do really dodgy videos about Icon Advance. <laughs> They're getting slowly better, slowly better. But just to plug that event on the 17th of October, um, it is for any kind of business leaders or professionals. Uh, it's going to be a really great night, so I just encourage you to come along to that uh, if, you're, if you're able. Um, so... To kick off this morning, um, before you sit down, I just want to read God's word together. So let's just read that. Ephesians 2 verse 10. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. We are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. You know, this passage is all about the power of potential. And that's the title of my message this morning, The Power of Potential. So as you sit down, if you uh, turn around to two or three people around you and say, you've got potential. Thanks, guys. So I've got a question here. So I was talking to George earlier about uh, looking for new houses. um, But who has had, I say, the pleasure or the pain of doing up an old house? Anyone here today? Yeah, some people are going, oh, I remember that, it's terrible. So when I was younger, uh, my parents decided that they wanted to, to move house. And um, um, I was one of three kids, and uh, they didn't have many babysitters. So my mum and dad had the pleasure of taking three kids around on house viewings, which was a challenge in itself, but that's a story for another time. And um, I think we were moving because we were trying to find a place near some nice schools and um, down in Burton-on-Trent where I used to live. And uh, I don't remember many of the houses that we viewed, but I do remember this one house. And, and I remember uh, we were all in the car and we were driving through this uh, nice looking neighbourhood. You know, there was uh, nice trees on the pathways and all the houses were a bit set back. And I remember driving past some nice schools as well. So I was thinking, oh, this, this is nice. I could live in this area. This sounds good. I mean, I was only nine at the time, by the way, so I wasn't, uh, I wasn't thinking too hard. Um, and then I saw in the distance this place that looked like, like the Adams family house, except not as big, you know, so it was all ramshackle, it was, it was broken down, and, and we kept driving, and I noticed that we were actually driving towards it, and then we stopped outside, and I thought, what's going on, there must be some mistake here, and uh, mum and dad said, yeah, we're going to go and view this house, and, and I, I looked at the house, and the, the windows were rotten, the, the garden was overgrown, and there was junk on the, in, on the, on the, front, uh, on the front passageway, and uh, and then we got out of the car and we went inside, and it, it was even worse inside. The, the carpets were moulding. You could see the floorboards through the carpets. The bathrooms were terrible. And the kitchen was so small that I think only a mouse could have cooked, which is ironic, because in the oven there were little pellets for the mouse. Yeah, I know. It was, it was grim. And I really hated the place. I thought it was terrible. Uh, and I thought my mum and dad would too, so 
you know, we went out and we came back in the car and uh, mum and dad said to, to the kids, what did you think then, kids? And I said, I hated it. It's horrible. It's really horrible. Well, um, can you imagine my surprise when mum and dad said we're buying that house? I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I said, what, why are we buying that house, Monday? And they said, well, it's got potential. We can see the potential it's got. You know, I, I saw um, what it was at that moment, but my mum and dad saw what that house could be in the future. You know, they, they saw like brand new windows in the front. They saw, you know, I saw moldy carpets and floorboards. They saw shiny floorboards coming through. They saw a new kitchen. They saw um, an extension. They saw a lovely family home. Um, but all I could see was, was what was there today. Now, Potential was everywhere in that house, but I couldn't see it. And sometimes we just have to look around, don't we? Because potential is everywhere, but we've just got to look for it sometimes, haven't we? You know, there's potential all around us here today. You know, I've got an iPad that I'm uh, reading the message from today and helping me along with the message. And that's basically what I do. I just use it for work and I use it for sermons. But it has got potential to do so much more. You know, you can create music with it. You can control your heating with it. You can do loads with it. Uh, that, That keyboard over there, it just looks like a a nice little bit of electrics, you know, but um, that's got potential in somebody's hands to do amazing things. Like Katie makes it sound amazing this morning. So that thing's got potential. When I look around this room, there's potential everywhere in the people around us. You know, there's loads of people with different backgrounds, different abilities, different skills, different personalities, different ages, different hopes and dreams. But every single one of us here today has got potential, haven't we? There's potential in creation. God saw potential at the very dawn of time. I just want to read from Genesis 1. It says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. At the dawn of time, there was nothing, absolutely nothing. But God saw potential. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. He called the light day, And the darkness he called night. And there was evening and there was morning the first day. God created everything we see around us, including you and me, man and woman. And in verse 31, it says, God saw all that he had made and it was very good. God created the earth and the heavens because he could see potential. Right at the start of time, God could see the potential in your lives today. Creation is bursting with potential. I mean, just look at the seeds, like a tiny little seed, a mustard seed, God says in the Bible. But it's got everything it needs to be able to grow. you just got to put it in the right environment. Give it some soil, give it some food, give it some light, and it will grow to be a great tree. Or, or maybe if you plant a vine, it will grow to be a vine. And, and from that vine, you can have grapes. And from those grapes, you can eat a beautiful fruit. And from that fruit, you can make wine. <laughs> Everything's got potential in creation. Potential is everywhere. So so what actually is potential? Well, potential is the capacity or the skills and abilities we've got today that can develop into something in the future. So potential is something that we have today that can develop something into the future. Things built into today that will enable tomorrow. You know, we've all got potential today to achieve or to be or to do something in the future. So just to give you an example, so think of, you know, most most of you here today have traveled in a car. There's loads of cars in the car parks. So just sitting there today, they are just kind of heaps of metal sitting on the tarmac. But under the bonnet of every single car in the car park, there's an engine. And that's got potential to move, hasn't it? So and if, we, if we sit in the car and we turn the ignition, the engine starts up, we can feel the potential of the engine going. We can hear the potential of the engine. And then as we press the accelerator, the car starts to move forward, doesn't it? 
Potential is, is also often easily identified in young people, isn't it? Often when, when we're younger, people will say to us, you know, you've really got potential. You know, if you're, if you're tall and you're sporty, someone might say you've got potential to be an athlete. If you're good at school, someone might say you've got potential to be a doctor or a teacher or an engineer. If you're good with people, they might say you've got potential to be a pastor. If you're called Nathan Benger, they might say you've got potential to be a great footballer and play with Jamie Vardy one day. And somebody once told me, believe it or not, that I had the potential to be a dancer. And any of you who've seen me in worship on a Sunday night know that I cannot dance. But there's real power in potential, isn't there? Because when people say things like that to us, like, you know, you've got potential, you could really do something. When someone believes in us, it encourages, doesn't it? It enthuses us, it spurs us on. We feel like we've got purpose and we've, we've got direction. And we, we get a vision of what the future could look like. It kind of gives us a hope of what could be. It's great to have potential, isn't it? There's great power in it. There's great focus in it. But what if we don't feel like we've got potential? What if, what if nobody's ever said that to us? What if nobody's told us we've got what it takes? Or worse, what if someone's spoken over our lives, you know, you've not got what it takes, or you'll never amount to anything, or maybe you feel like you had potential once, but it's gone. You know, there's power in knowing that you've got potential, but there's also power when potential's taken away and when you haven't got it. Because without potential, we feel like we don't have any purpose or direction. If we don't have purpose or direction, we don't feel like we've got anything to hope for. And therefore, you could say we don't have hope. And without hope, we feel discouraged. We feel downhearted, don't we? We feel despondent. And, you know, in Proverbs, it says that hope deferred makes the heart sick. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. Well, maybe you're here today and you feel like that. Maybe you feel hopeless. Maybe you feel discouraged. Maybe you feel sick. Like you've never had potential or you never will have potential or potential left years ago. Well, I want to say to you this morning that God sees potential in every one of us. Every one of you here today. He created you with potential. You don't have to listen to what others have spoken over in your lives. You have potential in your life right now. It doesn't matter what circumstance. It doesn't matter what age, what stage in your life. You have potential hardwired into you. You've got hope. You've got focus. You have a future in God. We all have potential. God has given everybody potential. I'm going to read that Ephesians verse again. Ephesians 2 verse 10. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. We are God's handiwork. Did you hear that? You are God's handiwork. I am God's handiwork. We were created in his image with potential to do good. And not only do we have the potential to do good, God has prepared good things in advance for us to do. So God's created us with potential, And he's also given us a route to be able to fulfill that potential as well. Do you get that? God's created potential in every single one of us, but he's also created actions and works to be able to fulfill that potential. What a good God we serve, church. But why does he do that? Because because when he knows us, he loves us. He wants us to be happy. He wants us to succeed. You know, when it says that um, God has prepared good works in advance for us to do, these aren't a list of tasks like a tick list that we've got to tick off in order to fulfill to get us into heaven. It's not a tick list. You know, Jesus has already died on the cross and so we're all free and we're all saved. We've just got to go into a relationship with him. You know, we don't have to do anything else. 
But God wants us to move on. You know, God wants us to develop. God wants us to become more like him because we're created in his image. So God's created us with potential and God has given us good works to do to be able to fulfill that potential. But God doesn't even stop there. God keeps on giving to us through his Holy Spirit. I just want to read from 1 Corinthians 12, uh, verse 7 to 12. And this talks about what the Holy Spirit does and how he enables us to, to fulfill that potential that we have. It says the Holy Spirit is given to each of us in a special way. That is good for the good of all. To some people, he gives a message of wisdom. To others, the same spirit, the message of knowledge. To others, the same spirit gives faith. To others, that one spirit give, give, gives gifts of healings. To others, he gives the power to do miracles. To others, he gives the ability to prophesy. To others, he gives the ability to tell the spirits apart. To others, he gives the ability to speak in different kinds of languages they had not known before. Spanish land. And still to others, he gives the ability to explain what he's said in those languages. All the gifts are produced by one and the same spirit. He gives gifts to each person just as he decides. There's one body, but it's got many parts. And all of its many parts make the one body. It's the same with Christ. Did you hear what the Holy Spirit's doing there? He's giving gifts out all of the time to every single one of us. And each gift's different. And each gift is designed to help you fulfill your potential. Those works that God had lined up for you to do. So God gives us potential. He created us with potential. He's got gifts to do to be able to fulfill it. And the Holy Spirit keeps on giving as we go along. But, okay, so what does the end goal look like in God's eyes? What does fulfilled potential look like in God's eyes? Well, the world's view of uh, fulfilled potential is, you know, a great career, being able to do more, to run faster, to, to earn more money, for example. And uh, those things in themselves aren't bad, by the way, you know. Uh, I do believe that God does give the potential to earn money and God does give the potential for people to run fast and to, to do well in business. But those things in themselves, I don't believe, are fulfilling the potential that God, God's got inside you. Because God is far more interested in something else. And that's our heart. That's our heart. Let's just read from uh, 1 Samuel 16. This is about Samuel um, when he anoints David, King David. Now I'm going to skip through some of the verses here, so uh, just bear with me because I will be here all day if I read all of this. But uh, verse 1, it starts, The Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul, since I rejected him as king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and be on your way. I am sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem. I have chosen one of his sons to be king. So I'll just skip on to verse 3. Invite Jesse to the sacrifice and I'll show you what to do. You are to anoint the one I indicate. So the Lord is sending Samuel to Jesse to uh, anoint one of his sons. And Jesse, I think, has got eight sons. So when, on, on to verse 6, it says, When they arrived, Samuel saw Elab. I think Elab was his firstborn. And it's, it's just naturally in that culture that you bring out your firstborn son because he's probably the tallest, the most rugged. You know, he's got the most, he's mature, he takes after his dad or probably takes after his mum actually if he's the best. Um, so Samuel saw Eli and thought, surely the Lord's anointed stands here before the Lord. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance or his height for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance but the Lord looks at the heart. The Lord looks at the heart. I'm just going to skip on to verse 10. And Jesse made seven of his sons stand before Samuel. But Samuel said to all of them, the Lord has not chosen these. So he asked Jesse, 
are all these sons you have? And Jesse said, well, they're still the youngest. He's out tending sheep. He wasn't even there at the time. This, you know, Jesse didn't even count him as one of the ones that could have been picked. Samuel said, send for him. We'll not sit down until he arrives. So he sent for him and had him brought in. David was glowing with health and had a fine appearance and handsome features. And the Lord said to Samuel, rise and anoint him. This is the one. So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the Holy Spirit came powerfully upon David. That's a great story, isn't it? You know, David was the smallest and the youngest of Jesse's sons. He wasn't even in the lineup originally. The world expected the eldest, the tallest, the most powerful, the most good-looking to become king. But actually, God was looking for the potential of someone's heart, of David's heart. And we know from reading further on in the Bible that David had a real heart for God. It says in, uh, in one of the passages that David was a man after God's own heart. Now, he had the potential and he did achieve many great things. He defeated Goliath. He became king. He restored the temple. He wrote many of the Psalms that most, some of the songs that we sing are based on here today. He had the potential for lots of good, but he also had the potential for bad as well. It's worth pointing that out. You know, he was an adulterer. He killed a man after sleeping with his, his wife. You know, if you just looked at people's acts and their potential to do good things, you'd never choose anybody, would you? But the reason he was chosen by God is because that God could see the potential in his heart. He could see his passion. He didn't just see what David could do, but he saw what God could achieve through David. You know, God just doesn't see what we do. He sees what he can achieve through us and in us. It's not just the person that we are that defines our potential. It's the amount our heart will allow God to work through us. It's the amount that our heart will allow God to work through us. After all, our efforts ourselves will only take us so far, won't they, church? It's God's strength and God's power that takes us forward and helps us to overcome. And the world assumes that potential is about what we can do for ourselves, how much we can achieve, how far we can go. And again, that itself isn't a bad thing. But the view of potential in God's eyes is different. Here it's all about our heart and what we can do for others. Jesus is the ultimate example of fulfilled potential, isn't he? You know, Jesus came to this earth and he gave himself on a cross for us. He didn't do that for himself. He didn't do that to, to build his own life forward. He did it for, for us, for everybody. He went to the cross so we could sit here today and be forgiven and free. Hebrews 12 too says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising its shame, and he's now set down at the right hand of the throne of God. You know, let's not be, let's not be wrong. Jesus did have the potential to overthrow the Roman armies. He could have quite easily, you know, delivered a generation and overthrown the, the, uh, the Roman armies, become king and, and made the Jews king over Israel. But he looked beyond today into tomorrow. Jesus didn't overthrow a generation with power in the world. Instead, he chose to sacrifice himself so that the whole world could be saved. So that as we sit here today, we're free and forgiven because of what Jesus did here. Jesus unlocked the power of potential not by striving and building, but by sacrificing himself on the cross. You know, maybe you've, you've never heard this before, um, but you think, actually, you know, I, I want this kind of freedom. I, I want this potential that, that Dave's talking about today and, and all this potential that God's built into us. 
And it's because of what Jesus did that we, you know, if we say yes to a relationship with him, we get access to all of that freedom. We get access to all of that, that great potential that God's built into us. Jesus died on the cross for every single one of us here today. And there'll be a great opportunity later uh, for us to accept that life with him if we want to do that. So God has created us with hardwire, with, sorry, with potential hardwired into us. He's given us good works to be able to fulfill the potential. The Holy Spirit gives us gifts. So along the way, it helps us to fulfill our potential. God looks at our heart and not our accomplishments. And we can look to Jesus as a great example of how we fulfill potential. So I just want to talk about how we can practically apply this in our lives. So I've got three points that we're just going to talk through. How how can we, in our lives today, fulfill our potential? What things can we do to help us? So the first is, potential is relative to purpose. Potential is relative to purpose. You know, we said earlier, we've all got potential, and it's hardwired into us, and we're created in God's image. We've got gifts and talents built into our physical DNA, and we've got the example of Jesus and the Holy Spirit living in us. We know from Ephesians that God has prepared good works, or you could call that purpose, in advance for us to be able to fulfill our potential. However, it's really important that our potential and our purpose are aligned. So just think of an example for a minute. So just imagine for a moment that I've got the the body of an athlete. I know it's not difficult to imagine. Should all laugh at that. <laughs> so I imagine I've got the potential, I've got the body of an athlete. And, and, and someone might say to you, you know, you've got the potential to be an athlete. But how I apply that potential is related to my purpose. Now, so what could my purpose be? If someone said to me that I've got the potential to be an athlete, you know, I could play football, I could play rugby, I could, uh, I could do athletics, or, or I could just choose not to do any of those things and, and uh, go into banking, for example. You know, and say that, actually, well, I chose to play football because that's the way that I'm going to earn the most money, because footballers are paid loads of money and they have, they have a great lifestyle. But actually, if I think about it, I've never really liked football, and I've always been rubbish at football in school, and whenever I've tried to kick it, I've fallen over. So actually, choosing football wouldn't be the wise thing there, would it? And then consider, actually, I've always really enjoyed running, and at school, I always won the 200-metre relay and, and the 100 metres race, and, and actually, there's a running track just down the road from where I live, And there's a coach who's offered to help me train towards that. And I've always wanted to run in the Olympics. So I've got two choices there. You know, my purpose could be to play football to earn money, or it could be to become an athlete, to run 200 metres, and maybe to go in the Olympics. And I suggest that if I choose that one, my purpose is aligned to my potential. That's the natural inclinations that are in in my heart, the things that are around me, the things that are drawing me to it. My purpose is aligned to my potential. And when we choose to apply our potential and our purpose, it unlocks a lot of power. Sometimes the application of that potential is as important as the potential itself. If we don't link our purpose and our potential together, we can end up striving uh, for something impossible that we were never meant to achieve in the first place. It's like having, uh, having an amazing bow and arrow, yeah, and having the skill to be able to hit a target anywhere, but then completely hitting the wrong target. God can achieve anything in us and through us. So how do we make sure that our purpose and our potential are aligned? Well, I've got good news to you today. You know, God doesn't leave us to find out on our own. 
it's, it's not just some impossible puzzle that we have to unpick. It's not, um, you know, it's not that there's loads and loads of possibilities. God gives us wisdom through the Holy Spirit. And he helps us to dis- discern our purpose and our potential. We just need to ask him and we just need to look around us. What are we good at? What has God placed in our hands right now that suits our natural inclinations and talents? You know, I'd say, look what's in our hands right now. What's God given you at work? What's God given you at home? What's God given you in this church? What opportunity is in your hand right now, no matter how big or how small it may seem? Your job, your family, your friends, what you do here at church. You know, there's potential and purpose in being excellent at work and empowering people to be the best that they can be. There's potential and purpose in building a loving family home where children can thrive. There's potential and purpose in caring for people as doctors or nurses or in the NHS. And there's potential and purpose for building his church. You know, when potential and purpose are aligned to God's plan, nothing can stop us, church. Nothing can stop us. So how do we know when our potential and our purpose are aligned? How do we know that? How do we know we're in that kind of sweet spot? Well, again, let's look to God's word. And I'm going to read from Matthew 11. And I'm going to read the message version. I'm going to mix it up a little bit. It says in verse 28 to 30, Are you tired? Are you worn out? You're not allowed to use the word tired in this church, are you? Are you worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. The unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. That's a promise from God. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. So if we're, if we're tired, if we're striving in our own strength and pushing for something that keeps going further and further away, something heavy, something burdensome even, or ill-fitting, that might be when our potential and our purpose aren't aligned. When our potential and purpose are aligned, it feels unforced, it feels exciting, it feels free, it feels light. It's still hard work. But actually, it's unforced. You know, we want to do it. We want to push towards things. We want to, we want to work towards these things. And that's when our potential and our purpose are aligned. But you might say, well, what if we get it wrong? You know, what if we, what if we pick the wrong purpose accidentally? We think we're doing that or things change. Well, you know, don't worry. It's not a tightrope that we're walking on towards God's purpose. It's a wide, open pathway that God's laid out for us. You know, God is for us. He has put great potential in us. He's given us the Holy Spirit. He wants us to succeed. And because of Jesus, we have grace for when we make mistakes. We spoke earlier about King David. Well, he made many mistakes and some bad choices, but God still used him powerfully because he had a heart for him. The best thing we can do is to walk on that wide open pathway towards our purpose, just to start the process. And that begin, and that leads me to my second point, potential is revealed in process. Potential is revealed in process. It's in the process of stepping out in faith and moving towards the purpose that God has given us that the power of our potential is revealed. I'm going to say that again. It's in the purpose of stepping out in faith and moving forwards in the purpose that God has given us that the power of our potential is revealed. You know, Jeannie spoke this morning in the Encourage about stepping out in faith, about being strong and very courageous. It's only by stepping out in faith and moving forwards into all that God has called us that potential can be revealed. 
Now, this can be scary sometimes, can't it? As that sometimes means we get called to step out of our comfort zones and, and we get called to, to stretch. Um, but if we don't move forwards, how can we ever know what's possible? I've got a question here today. Is there something inside of you, a dream, a purpose, a vision, that you know has been put there by God, but so far you've been a bit scared to do anything about it? I want to encourage you today. Take that first step. See what God can do. Don't be afraid to step out. You don't have to have all the answers right at the start because we know that God will reveal potential as the process goes on. The Holy Spirit will give you gifts as you go along. You don't have to have it all figured out. Just take that first step along the wide open pathway. Let's read from Matthew 14, verse 25. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. I'll stop there for a minute. You just read that. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. Calm down, calm down. (laughs) It is I. Don't be afraid. Sorry, I've got an office in Liverpool. I know guys there. So, Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then, Peter didn't say, I'm I'm scared, I can't do it. This looks too much. Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink. And he cried out, Lord, save me. And immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. And then those that were in the boat worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the son of God. Consider Peter in that situation. When he called out to Jesus, he didn't know what was going to happen, did he? And when Jesus said to him, come, he didn't say, hold on a minute, this is scary. How can I step out of the boat? How am I going to stand on this water? He, for all he knew, he was going to step out of the water and and sink or swim to Jesus. And, And don't forget there was a storm going on. It wasn't just like nice and tranquil. There was a storm raging. But as he stepped out, He walked on the water. He took one step at a time. But even when he began to sink, Jesus didn't leave him. Jesus stepped in. He held out his hand to save him. When we do step out, Jesus can reveal even more in us than in the process itself. There can be potential revealed in the process that we never considered in the first place. For example, uh, Peter's courage revealed that actually he had the potential to do what Jesus could do. And to the others around him at the time, when they all got back in the boat, it revealed the fact that actually this guy, Jesus, was the son of God. But those things were only revealed because Peter had the courage to step out and start the process. And more potential was revealed as he did that. But what about the tough times? I mean, sometimes we can, we can be moving along, can't we? With, you know, we can be walking on the water like Peter with potential and purpose all aligned, all moving in the right direction. And then suddenly, bam, something comes crashing down. Maybe, you know, like Peter, you start sinking in the water. Maybe you lose your job unexpectedly. Maybe you get a health problem. Something happens in your family. You know, in those moments, it's easy to to stop and to question everything, isn't it? To write off some of the progress that we've made. But I want to suggest that actually every circumstance, every challenge, every difficult moment we've got is also loaded with potential for God to do something, for God to move. It's got the potential for God to perform a miracle. 
The potential for God to do anything amazing to all circumstances. And how we position ourselves in that process can reveal the potential of what God has placed inside us. But what's really important is that when times like this happen, that we keep going, that we keep going. And that brings me on to my my third and final point, if the band want to come and, and join me back up on stage. Potential requires perseverance. Potential requires perseverance. It's so easy in those moments we've talked about when things go wrong to stop, isn't it? You know, what if Peter had taken one foot out of the boat and then thought, no, I'm not doing this, I'm not doing this. If he'd done that, his faith wouldn't have been built and the miracle wouldn't have happened. But Peter persevered. Even when he started sinking, he was still going forwards. He didn't stop. He was still going forwards. He kept going. And then Jesus held out his hand to help him. It's easy to get discouraged, isn't it? But sometimes we just got to keep going, church. We just got to keep going. We just got to keep showing up. We just got to keep trusting in God. We just got to keep believing that we've got the potential inside us and that the Holy Spirit's there to give us a gift to keep us going. I believe God wants to say something to someone here today who's given up. They had so much potential, but, but things just keep getting in the way. I believe God wants to say to you, don't give up. Don't stop believing. Don't stop moving forwards. Don't stop moving forwards towards that purpose that God has prepared for you. Just keep going. Take one step in front of the other. You know, if we look back on our lives and realise that we got so close to fulfilling our potential, those things that God has prepared in advance for us to do, but stopped just before the moment they were fulfilled, we'd all be gutted, wouldn't we? And I want to suggest to you today that the pain of falling short is nothing compared to the pain of stopping short pain of falling short is nothing compared to the pain of stopping short it's better to keep going and to fall again and to keep going and to fall again than to stop never knowing if you would have made it in the first place let's keep going church so how do we keep going when things get hard and that's when being in community really helps that's when we can get alongside each other we can encourage each other to press on Hebrews 12 23 says Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. For he who promised is faithful. And let's consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching. I want to say that being part of a great church like Icon Church is fundamental to fulfilling the power of potential in our lives. You know, God didn't design the church for himself. He designed the church for us to help us keep moving together, to help us encourage each other. You know, most of us won't reach our full potential without somebody else believing in us and spurring us on. We need the help of people around us, don't we, church? You know, God puts people in our lives on purpose so we can help each other succeed and we can help people be all that God created them to be. In Icon Church, we are surrounded by great encouraging people, aren't we? These people help us build, us build us up, help us fulfill our potential. So I want to say in those hard times, church, let's keep showing up. Let's keep going. Let's keep encouraging each other. Let's take one step in front of the other. Let's believe in all the potential that God has placed in our hearts. Let's look to others to help others as they go along the way. You know, on our own, we can, we can uh, achieve so much, but together, we can achieve so much more through Jesus, yeah? You know, God has placed so much potential in this church. God's placed so much potential in your lives. 
Let's work towards it together in Jesus' name. Let's stand, shall we? I'd love to pray this morning. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And at the dawn of time, you saw the potential in creation and you saw the potential in us. At the dawn of time, you saw every person in this room here today and everything that you could do in their lives. Thank you, Father God, that we have potential hardwired into us, that you love every single one of us in this room, Lord Jesus, that you are for us, that you want us to succeed. Thank you that you've given your Holy Spirit and you keep giving your Holy Spirit every day. You've planted gifts in our lives. Lord, we ask this morning for the wisdom to be able to see the purposes you've designed for us, the potential to keep going when things get tough. Lord God, we thank you for everything that you're gonna do here in this church. We thank you for everything that you're gonna achieve through us. And we pray that as we move forwards together, it will reveal more and more of who you are and more and more of who you are through us. Lord Jesus, make us more like you, Lord God. We're created in your image. Help us move towards that, Lord Jesus. Help us fulfill the potential we were designed for, Lord God. And together we can do great things through your Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus. Help us change the nation around us, Lord God. Help us change the workplaces we're working in, the homes that we're living in, Lord Jesus. Lord, we just lift our arms to you right now and we say we praise your holy name, Lord Jesus. Release the potential in this room today, we pray. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from Icon Church. If you'd like any more information about Icon Church, log on to our website at www.icon.church. Have the best week.